Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the RL Knots podcast. It's your boy, Zach Kuntz, coming at you with, uh, I believe this is episode 25, which is hilarious when you consider how long this podcast has been around. We've, we've only made it to episode 25, but whatever, we're getting there. We're doing it. We're pushing a little further each time, and uh, this time is no exception. So if you may notice that Craven is not with me today, and we're just going to try a little something new. Uh, part of the reason why the podcast has so many gaps in between each episode is that Craven and I don't always have a whole lot of time together to work on stuff. And when we do get time together to work on stuff, we tend to just focus on the YouTube channel. So, you know, we always have intentions to make more podcasts, but then we get together, we get wound up in a project and pretty soon it's been months, sometimes even a year uh, since the last episode of the podcast. So in an effort to keep this going, because we've got enough feedback to know that a lot of you miss the podcast, uh, we're just going to do what we can to pump episodes out. And that's sometimes going to mean that it's either just me or just me with a guest. Sometimes Craven's going to pop in. We've got an episode coming up together that I think you'll enjoy. And I think just to keep things fun and light, uh, I've, I've come up with sort of a theme, which is examining older movies and just kind of talking about how they've aged. Kind of like a wine or vinegar type situation, you know. Um, you, you hear a lot these days about people saying like, oh, you you could never make that today. Oh, no, people today are too sensitive. You just couldn't make it. And a lot of the times they're just full of shit. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to, you know, take a look back at some of our favorite movies. A lot of movies that maybe even influenced some Arl Knotts content and uh, just see how well they do, how they how they hold up. Not necessarily from like a, a cancel culture perspective, but just in general, like is the the themes, are the themes relevant? Is the tone good? Like, will it, does it have anything to say that could be st- still be said today? You know, how does it look? How's the quality? How's the acting? Are the actors insane now? You know, just everything. Just overall, across the board, how is it aged? And today, uh, I'm going to be bringing on a f- good friend of mine, stand-up comedian Liz Mealy based out of New York. You should check out her stuff. She'll have links to all of that within the episode. She's hilarious. And uh, today we're going to be talking about The Running Man. So let's get into it. All right. I am now joined by Liz Mealy, stand-up comedian. Um, Is it safe to say famous stand-up comedian? It's not safe to say. It's, It's definitely not. It's an illusion. Seven people know who I am, and like I think there's four cats that would be like, "Oh my God, Liz Mealy, that's so crazy." That cat love is probably worth more than human yeah. love. Yeah. yeah, no, they they definitely are superior. But yeah, I I mean, mildly successful comedian Liz Mealy is adequate. All I know is that we have very little crossover. I think artistically, but we know each other through getting swole. I I tra- I'm one of your trainers. and uh all i know is that another member of the gym came in and knew who you were so that was like pretty impressive to me not only has it happened a couple of times but now there's because i go to the same class now there's a couple of people that have either overheard us talking or like looked me up or recognized me and that's (laughs) even funny too because it'll be like dudes i've known for like two years and they're like hey I saw these three videos and I want to talk about it now. <laughs> oh, damn. Now you're like, we were, we already had a relationship. Now that relationship's going to change. And, I want to uh, be like, you've seen me pretty much cry in here, but sure, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, you are, a, you, you, 
you're a gamer, like on the inside, like whatever the workout is, you will do it, but not without literally complaining every single time. I complain the whole time. (laughs) You know, what's really funny about it because you brought it up maybe a couple of weeks ago. You're like, I don't think you've ever liked any workout. And I was like, that's, that's a valid point. And then I remembered. So I was a gymnast for 11 years and I always worked really hard. I've always liked working out. I've always liked having muscles. I've always liked a challenge, but I clearly as a professional comedian have always been a complainer. And I remember I had these Russian and Polish coaches when I was younger. I was always making jokes and I was always complaining. This has been my personality forever. And I remember Valdi, he yelled at me. He was like, Elizabeth, stop with the complaining. And I thought I was being (laughs) like fun. And I was like, oh, Okay. And it really did. I had this flashback where you're just like, you don't like any workout. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get yelled at. <laughs> no way. I don't have that Eastern block like stoicism, you know, where. Yeah. Like just take on horrible things <laughs> yeah. and say nothing, which is jump into because... the freezing cold water and, and don't cry. Yeah. But like, I'm the type of person that like, I'll help you move. I'll drive you cross country, but I will make you regret asking me. Like that is my personality. Well, some people have like a, a, a pregame, you know, ritual. Some people like, you know, you ever seen like the super buff dudes that like do this weird like Clydesdale stomp before they, <laughs> they go into a backflip? Yours is just complaining. Like you're going to yeah. do it. I know you're going to do it. That's why I'm, I'm not like stop complaining because it's like, I know she's going to do it. Like, yeah, she's going to she's going to jump on the wall and do the handstands and do the crappy handstand pushups for as long as she's supposed to. And Yeah. And then if we make eye contact, I'm going to give you the stink eye like you. Yeah. You did this to me. Or that like try not to cry eye, you know. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. That's you won't you won't break me face. Yeah. Know? I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> trying to hurt my spirits. You can't. So that's yeah, that's how I know Liz. We you know, two comedians basically you'd think like, oh, they probably like have comedy friends and we just we don't. We have zero comedy friends. Zero. I don't think we have any else in common besides push ups and Yep. Uh, yep. And we, we spend a lot of time being disruptive in class. So it's perfect. Yeah. So we have a, I've been trying to do, think of a new thing to do for the podcast. And one of them, one of my favorite things to do is watch old movies that I grew up with and try to just see how well or badly they have aged. Cause you know, humor changes over time, political perspectives change over time um, and themes change over time. And I, I asked Liz if she would want to do this with me and she goes, yes, I would like to do the running man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I didn't think I could like you more than that, but this is uh, maybe one of my most rewatched movies. I'd say after Bloodsport uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, The Running Man is my second most watched movie. I would have to rewatch that one. I don't think I've watched that. I probably watched it originally, but I don't think I've watched that again. It's fantastic. We, yeah. I, I'm on another podcast right now where one of the people is has created a pen and paper D&D game for Bloodsport the movie so we are going <laughs> through the movie as Van Damme uh and just making Incredible. Van Damme like decisions yeah it's it's a beautiful movie um it's the basis for every video game ever made <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah just worldwide influence <laughs> yeah uh I think The Running Man though I personally think it's it's aged pretty well uh, as far as its themes go May, you know obviously not like the look of it it's it's an it's a future that as envisioned by the eighties, but yes, as far as like everything else computers, goes, like yeah. it's so funny to think about, like <laughs> they couldn't even fathom a fo- like what we have as an iPhone, let alone mm-hmm. what we have is for computers. Like it was so yeah. funny, like the travel pass, 
made me laugh so hard because it's like a piece of paper and he's like doing this like boop 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 thing on his on her computer and yeah. you're like oh you guys are cute because i i rewatched it last night with um nice. my old roommate and i was like because it, did it come out 85 or 87 uh i think it was uh let me let me collapse this here really quick 87 yeah yeah so it came out 87 and it's supposed to be taking place in like 2019 yeah which is our like, past <laughs> which is like bonkers like you're yeah. just like i don't know like not to say like as a creative person not to say that i would do any better like if i had to predict the future right now i'd be like it's just an extra app on your phone like i yeah. don't have whatever <laughs> creativity that is it, i do not have the steve jobs think of the future change it creativity but yeah that being said, they didn't even do any kind of futuristic stuff other than these like necklaces that make your brain explode if you cross a boundary. That was, like, that was actually a very popular in the 80s, too. I don't know why. There was just like at least three bomb collar prison movies. Um, I, I don't know what the 80s like obsession was with that. Maybe just they saw Running Man and like, that's cool. I'm going to do it, too. Or if there was like some kind of baked in like cold war fear involved in it or something like that and what's really interesting is that if this was made today we would have saw so many more heads explode but they just did it once to be they like yes once. we have this technology and yeah. we're mean and that's it and never again <laughs> no other heads explode as opposed to like today they would like squid game it and we would see so many exploding heads like they, they would have been like, like a domino yeah they must have been like, we only have the budget for one head explosion. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was all practical. They're like, dude, this melon costs like eight thousand dollars. We can't, we can't burst another one. Yeah, no. <laughs> that that uh that was good too because they established you know stakes. That's all. It was very subtle. They're like, you see one head explode, you know we mean business. That can happen to anyone at any time, but it won't because <laughs> it's not in the budget. Yeah, exactly. Because we we don't have the budget. Uh, writing wise, like it was interesting because they make they make Richards. It's rich. It's like Ben Richards. I think. Ben Richards. Yeah. They make him a sympathetic character immediately. So he can kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, it is like immediately they're like, I wouldn't, I'm not like, even though he has, and they even gave him pretty good layers, which is that he was a cop. He was like this kind of military guy, yeah. but at the same time he was a good guy. And even the people that like, aren't sure about him. It's like, I don't know that they, they I was watching it and I was like, I so get why he was a, a sex symbol in the eighties uh -huh. and B why even okay movies he was in just kind of worked out. Like yeah. he always played the good guy, even though he has like the physique of a bad guy. Like he has, the, he has like an asshole physique, <laughs> but he has the charm of a man. That's like, I, I could, I could kill you, but I wouldn't. The fact that I'm not makes me almost like a superhero. Yeah, like I was raised right, and yeah. if we sit down for coffee, I'll tell you about how my mom told me how to treat people, but we yeah. don't have time because I'm rescuing you. Like, <laughs> he just, I don't know. And then I love, oh my God, my favorite, can I tell you my favorite part of the movie is Please. just how he's dressed. He's wearing, like, his gym sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then overall. You're talking about his uh, his construction, his, like, uh, uh incognito construction worker outfit oh my god dude first of all everybody has a different hat on there's no mm -hmm. thematic hat every somebody's wearing a fedora somebody's wearing a baseball cat another yeah. guy's wear, wearing like a 50s like going out to 
you know, the grocery store. It's like, I don't know what it was, but I was like, whoever did outfits for this, like whoever did wardrobe, like was like, in the future, there's no style. <laughs> there's, there's the rich and then there's garbage people who all like shop at Goodwill. That's the, uh. Cause if you look at it, like the people that work for the network all kind of have a slight futuristic <clears throat> dress. It's that eighties future too. All the like it's not just padded shoulders, it's like extra padded shoulders. Yeah. Like they want you to have that that triangle shape. Their <laughs> earrings in. are all like geometrical shapes. Like mm-hmm. it's like this weird kind of like but then if you don't have money, you I mean, which makes sense. You you're not buying new stuff, but you're just yeah. like apparently you just you went to the gym and then you lost all your money. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you were born as a, as a homeless person, as a, as a gym rat. Yeah. That, uh, the, the origin, I want to go back to, uh, the, the opening. Cause it was, that's the part I think hasn't aged very well is that Arnold was the mythical good cop. And I, yes. you, know, I, you picked this movie, so I'm, I'm not going to apologize for, for getting too political right away, but he's, you know, we were learning at least in my experiences that cops are sort of a monolith. They're, they all, if they're given an order, they all just follow it. They're not going to like break off and, and, and do the right thing, <laughs> the morally correct thing. Cause yeah. we've seen that when cops do that, they, they pay a, a hefty price. Like they yeah. are and, they're and fired. That's the they're just the movie yeah. is. Yeah. That's so it's just like, yeah, this is a big warning. Like this is what happens to good cops. You become the running man. So he's, and he's like, what I love about that scene is there. So yeah, we got militarized police department, which has kind of unfortunately become a thing. Um, he's straight up just flying a attack chopper into a, a city block where there's like food riots. We don't see it, which is pretty crafty of the movie. They're not like we don't we can't pay a crowd to sit here and get slaughtered. We're just going to imply everything. Yeah, and uh, he gets orders. He's like. We got food riots in progress. You know, I'm going to go check it out. And they're like, just kill everybody. And he's like, whoa, no way. And everybody else on the chopper is super down with the idea. They all turn on him and they're immediately just like neutralize this asshole. And let's do the job. And then, you know, gets- well, it's also I mean, if you think about it this way, he's probably like a head honcho. So they're just mm-hmm. like, if he's not going to obey, this is my time to shine. Like, yeah, this is how I, I get, get a promotion. Job. Yeah. But also, let's be honest. He's probably killed a lot of innocent people. Like, when did he get this moral compass? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the biggest problem I have is like, just what he he killed his you know fiftieth thousandth innocent person, and he had he a lost break. the taste. Yeah, he lost the taste for it. He's like, I can't kill innocent people anymore. It's or it's like he, he was able to like zoom in and he saw somebody that kind of looked like his sister once. Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, if you're because that's the thing is like. If you are a cop and you're in this situation where you are being made to do shady stuff, this isn't the first time. Yeah, that's a good point. Training. This is like uh, the, the police have already clearly been militarized. The people have clearly been hungry for a while. This isn't the literally the first food riot <laughs> that yeah. happened in this world. Yeah, they, he's just like, I can't believe you're asking me to do this for the first time ever. My answer is no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just like, I was originally, I was originally just doing paperwork and then they were like, Hey, we need somebody in the chopper. And I am shocked yeah. by what they do in this chopper. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I had no idea this is what choppers are for. That's a, uh, it kind of brings up a weird point. I'd never thought of it this way before, but so they frame him. They, they know what they did was wrong and they, they throw him under the bus for it. And he goes, he immediately goes to jail for life. 
So what was the plan if he just followed orders and they all just were as a group killed all these people? Like, I don't understand what their plan was for that. Yeah, that's the other thing is like every time something goes wrong, they frame people, but you're mm-hmm. like, but they're still in charge. Yeah. And I don't understand how, I mean, I guess this is what's kind of going on with Russia where they're just like, we're not attacking Ukraine. And like yeah. some people in Russia are like, you know, they, the Ukrainians started it and this is what they did. And this is what the news says. And then there's yeah. some people that are like, guys. <laughs> well that's uh that's that's kind of a, a, a good point because they you only know as much as you you're able to see you know you can't if there is no means to to get a second opinion or an outside perspective this is all you have that's kind of the world that the running man has built this tv network is sort of in charge of everything you see and know and it's all just distraction and- mode to keep people from like wanting to kill each other and i think they played into what is pretty much what sensational news is which is we are okay with people being hurt if they are bad people right and as long as as it's not us that's the thing too because then maria conchita alonso suddenly is like it's she was on i'm okay with this side right up until she wasn't and she's like oh this is all bullshit (laughs) yeah i need to actively work to i guess she kind of went out of her way to snoop around and uh um to learn yeah. the truth. That's why she got busted. But she did get to see how quickly you go from, um, you become one of them, you know. And she was, like, able to, like, it's like, they did a pretty good job. It's, like, not the greatest writing, but it's pretty good, like, 80s subtle, which is, like, this guy could hurt me, and he didn't. Yeah. He's taking me to the airport, which I don't like. So she had every right to, like, escape and be a dick. Like, I actually, yeah. like, I think that's. I would have done the same thing. Like, I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's going to do. Especially since he's like, if you move, I break your neck like a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because he hasn't raped me doesn't mean he's not going to like, it's just as of now, he's only kind of half an asshole. So it's like, she had every right to like, you know, escape and turn him in and blah, blah, blah. But as soon as she was like, Hey, he didn't shoot anybody. Yeah. That's not. And like, they do a really good job to show how she starts to like have her, her, her doubts. Yeah. As opposed to everybody that's at the TV show taping, no, like it's almost nobody has doubts like the whole time. Yeah. Like they're being gunned down by the military <laughs> while, you know, they're in and they're just like, hey, why yeah. are you shooting us? Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. This is what they do. I, uh, this movie's definitely not going to pass any Bechdel test. The only interaction between two women is about how Arnold didn't rape you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's, and uh, I love, but I love all the old ladies. Oh, you. one of them is great. She's um, the, the younger of the older ladies was uh, she pops up a lot. She's in, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. She's Charlie's mom. Oh, Um, and she was like the queen of cartoons and I mean the queen of puppet land and Pee Wee's, playhouse like she's she's a doll i love her yeah i can't remember her name but she's she's the one that she's like i like my men big and cuddly she's like i want dynamo you know yeah uh, yeah yeah. okay i know who you're talking about dude i i just i loved i oh we me and my roommate had a heyday with the guy that just kind of almost looks like a who would be maybe like uh, an understudy for um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He just kind of stands behind the mean host. Yeah, he actually is uh, one of Arnold's old workout buddies. They, oh, is he, that what it he's, is? Yeah. He's in every 
eighties Arnold movie at some point. He's like, he's like uh, Sven uh, is his name. He, he's in Conan. He's in, I don't think he's in Terminator, but he shows up like they bring him in as much as possible. Do you think, do you think English is hard for him? Because they I only think, give him one line. Yeah, and I think his line, I still, after I still don't understand years it. or whatever, I, I still have, I think he says, I guess this calls for some steroids. Um, but I'm not sure. You know what? Let me, I'm going to, I got it pulled up. I'm going to pull it up right now and I'm going to turn subtitles on and I'm going to see. I, we rewound it twice and we couldn't figure out what he said and what it, what it, what the point of it was. Subtitles, English. All right, let's see. Sven, do you want to talk to Mr. Richards? Well? I got to score some steroids. I got to score some steroids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I always thought he said, I guess this calls for some steroids, but he says, I, I got to score some steroids. But that still doesn't make, like, I understand him turning on his boss because he was yeah. a dick. And the, he had amazing staged, like, like uh, screen time. Like, he was, yeah. but he only says one line. I really would love to know what he got paid. I think uh, I think he gets paid in friendship from Arnold. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good currency. That was in the eighties. That was uh, that would get that would, you could actually, you know, we always joke about as artists. We always joke about getting paid in experience and how it's worthless. I don't think yeah. Arnold friendship was worthless. I think you actually could pay rent with that. Oh my god, um, he had to shoot every day, even if he didn't have. He just he basically yeah. were like, hey, just show up and wear this outfit, and he's like, yeah. okay, yeah, get that flat top trimmed up, and we got you going. I think uh, it's a reference to um, uh, Killian, the host, was mad at him earlier. And he's just like, what's the matter? Steroids make you deaf? Go do it, you idiot. And so uh, that was like, he's oh. like, I didn't forget. I didn't forget when you, you know, he like shit talked me earlier and made fun of my steroid abuse. <laughs> oh, that's a callback. I didn't I didn't put that together. Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard when you just can barely understand what he's saying. And then uh, he that, I think that's that may be the first time we hear him speak in any. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. He does not talk. He's quite. He's like a silent killer in all of his. You know, all the other films. Um, Killian, though, that's Richard Dawson. He was. Do you remember him back? I don't think you're old enough, but he was one of the original hosts of Family Feud. He may be the original host of Family Feud. Oh, um, and that's pretty he cool, was. Though. It's very like cool. The evil version. Yeah, and he kind of leaned into it really well. He he really did a good job with this character. Um, in it real makes life, me though, think he's probably a really nice person. He might be, but he was. If you look up old, I'm sure you can find like a reel that somebody edited together of him. Just he was very forward with the guests. Um, well, what does that mean? Dude. He was like, he would very often like kiss the ladies on the lips. He'd be like, it's great to meet you. You know? And like, Oh, very handsy. You know, it was like, I think this was seventies and eighties. So it was like, everyone was just thrilled to be there. I don't know if anyone was ever like cool with it or if people changed since then, but wow, nothing that he did would be okay today. So it's, oh, no. uh, at all. So he Richard Dawson himself hasn't aged well, but I think the character of Killian has because he's very, you know, I don't like saying his name. It's like a Harry Potter thing, but it, Trump, he's very Trumpy. You know, he's a reality TV star who basically is in charge of the world. <laughs> like he has like uh, his his uh, misleading and, fa- and falsified information is just being fed to people to create this reality that he wants. And it's uh, and it's like 
the real villain is like the fact that like you know he slips on the mop and the guy's like oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry he's like oh dude it happens don't yeah. worry about it and then he's like if this guy is here tomorrow you're fired. fired yeah like, you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean and you're just like you're just like th- that kind of like you don't even you don't want people to know that you're a piece of shit yeah he's like at like extra like extra level of like awful because you're just like oh i know i'm i'm a tool but yeah <laughs> And I don't, and even though this guy is beneath me, I don't want him to know that I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, that scene. I felt so bad for that guy too. Like I, I like every time I watch the movie, I'm like, I got to look that guy up and make sure he lived an okay life after that. Role. <laughs> I feel like he it was a real person and he's dead now. Like, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep. You're just like, but he has a family. Yeah. He was, that guy was so good at being sort of like, put upon like really scared he, he knew he fucked up um that poor guy <laughs> i can't believe you had to remind me of him now now i gotta look him up again <laughs> but uh it was, it was really funny because i never quite understood the rules of uh of the game so there's like game zones you're hunted there's ways to sc- score and like i never understood like what the what designated a zone like what but it's I'm only thinking about that now because the 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 reality is that it didn't fucking matter. It was just such a rad concept, and like all the set pieces were so awesome. You weren't this like, wait, what is the game? You just to die, right? Like you're only they're only here to die. Like, but I guess what expected it, I, to 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 beat these guys? I yeah, and it, and it wasn't expected. I mean, they have every every advantage. But I mm-hmm. I guess what what always weirded me out is when he they get rescued by like the underground guys and i was like oh is this not a set this is they just release you into the wild of what the world is but they have extra assholes there like yeah because it was like we would be detected by the cameras so i i know this is a world where there's cameras everywhere but i guess they go down this crazy shoot is it like, is the world built up that the rich people are in these towers and all the kind of homeless, sad people are down on the ground? Yeah. And so I think they just put you is. down on the ground and these attackers, like these angry men, mm-hmm. they have their weapons and they have their privilege. And as soon as they kill somebody, they'll be rescued or, you know. I guess. Yeah. They just come pick them up. Well, Jim Brown just gets to just fly back to where he ever he can. He's that sweet jetpack. <laughs> But it was even interesting because the guy that had all the lights on when he gets turned over and he's like, cut, cut, yeah. guys, guys. Yeah. And it's like the first time he realized that nobody cares about him. Yeah. There's no, yeah, he's out there on his own. And I don't think he ever, having never been put in that position, he didn't realize that. It was always just part of the show for him. He, it was, uh, the tables had never been turned on him. So he didn't realize there was no production crew out there. Um. Go ahead. They did a pretty good job layering people's motives, though. Like, I don't know. I felt like because this could have been like a really bad one dimensional movie. And I think one of the reasons that it holds up is that while. Well, maybe it's not like three dimensional, maybe not like it's not this beautiful layered movie that stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. People do have like they're not just purely some are purely evil like Killian's clearly purely evil but you know you think about 
not everybody's purely good. So like Ben Richards isn't purely good. He's still being an asshole. I'll snap your neck. Like he's still oh, yeah. playing in survival mode. He cares about his friends, which is like great. But like, I mean, the biggest problem I have is honestly what the woman's name was. The the. Uh, I just know that her the actress's name is Maria Conchita Alonso. I can't. Yeah, remember the the Selma Hayek knockoff. Yeah, um, yeah. So like. She for I mean I'm already upset. She's working out in lingerie. Who does? Uh-huh. Nobody oh, does. Oh yeah, that. she's looking good in that in that workout outfit. Yeah, no, nobody in their right mind is working out in lacy whatever that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, once you I, start sweating, it's over for that outfit. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my first problem. My second problem is <laughs> is what does she do with that job? Like, I don't actually know who she like. Does she work at the network? Do only is are you a poor person or you work at the network? Are those your options? Like, yeah. or you're in the military. And then she's basically annoying the whole time. And then they have one little banter at the end. And it's like this romantic moment. Yeah. I was like, are they gonna be a, a thing now? Is that. Like, Everyone... don't get me wrong. It's a great meet cute. Like yeah. it's a great story. <laughs> I mean, this Valentine's Day brought to you by the Running Man Meet Cute. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because he comes out in like a towel, right? He just got done taking a shower or something like that. So they're both like, check. They're, they're able to see, you know, what the other offers I, fully. I, I mean, yeah. he's wearing a tight shirt the whole time, and yeah. he's got a. <laughs> this man does squats. I've seen his butt the whole movie. I mean, you know what he's got. That's not the issue. The issue is that we think he's a murderous. Yeah. criminal runaway as far as she, yeah as far as she's concerned the most dangerous man in america is in her apartment yeah which is like i everything about that i'm like you did the best you could i'm really proud of you um <laughs> for somebody that clearly barely works out is doing like these 80s workouts where they lift like a one pound weight and they're like yeah Good for you um all that being said though she is so one-dimensional in this like like they give her like she's starting to like deduce that maybe, you know, he isn't who they say he is and blah, blah, blah. That's great. But when she ends up becoming a part of the game, she's just bothering everybody. Her purpose has been served, I guess. Like her purpose was to feed. Uh, she, she was able to get the real footage, right? That's, that's her. She's basically a, a pack mule for the, yeah. For the, for yeah. The, and they make a little joke about where did you put that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, right. She's like a lady doesn't tell like that kind of, but but like and then she becomes a badass at some like very quickly like she's annoying she's annoying she's a scared annoying person while everybody gets killed and then when they get out of the game all of a sudden she's like i know how a gun works and i yeah i don't have fear and then she's like he kind of saved my life i'll totally make out with him that uh, that's a weird thing too. Arnold's one of those heroes that you don't see him in his leads like romantically get involved with anybody. Like he'll have wives and things like that, but you don't like. There's no Arnold sex scenes in movies, you know. That's yeah, like a, I actually, yeah, I found it very weird that they made it into like a a baby. Like he gets the girl, especially because like you watch him kiss, and I was like, I cannot imagine him being a good kisser. Like I don't yeah. think jaw moves. <laughs> he's he's too into himself to to offer any sort of uh. If you ever watch the movie Pumping Iron, you get the real Arnold. He's a fucking sociopath. He's a, it's an amazing movie. It's like a documentary about all these bodybuilders going to the, you know, to the bodybuilding competition. And the but, way he just mentally destroys everyone around him is just so 
psychotic. <laughs> it's, well, it puts a new spin How does he destroy up. them? Just constant, like, it's like, con- it's like real <laughs> narcissism. walking right? by them being like, you look fat today. Yeah, yes, essentially. He's just like, I don't even know why you're trying. Like Lou Ferrigno, you know, the guy that played the original Hulk on the TV show. Yeah. Is like this, this beautiful, sweet, like deaf man, you know, he's like trying his hardest and Arnold recognizes him as like the biggest threat. So he just does not stop trying to just destroy this guy. He turns people. It's like classic narcissist playbook, you know, that like you're either with me or against me. And if you're against me, it's like no holds barred on you and your (laughs) everyone you love. But it's like, interesting is that, was that doc made like with his permission? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's fully like, so yes, he doesn't please. even know that that behavior is horrific. He probably just thinks it's funny. <laughs> it's like, that's the impression you get from watching this is that he just thinks it's all funny. So he is like singular in his like focus to be the best. And that's like why he comes across as this like awesome dude in, in the movies. Which so makes that. sense with like, do you know that Bill Burr joke about, about Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think so, but remind me. I, I, it, I'm going to butcher it, but this was like when he got caught cheating with his his, oh, um, right, his nanny maid. or whatever yeah. for his kids, and everybody like turned on him, and he goes, dude, the dude has done the impossible. <laughs> like, he he literally became a bodybuilder in Austria, then he came to America, and he became a movie star, and then he became the governor. Like, <laughs> like he's like, everything he's done, nobody could do in a lifetime. And if he wants to bang his nanny, he could bang his nanny. Like, why is everybody <laughs> acting like he, of course he thinks he could do that. He's done everything. It's no, impossible. <laughs> it's actually it, like, A, it makes a lot of really good points. It's a, br- I'm butchering. It's a brilliant joke. But like, you do think about like, everything he's decided to do is an uphill battle. And he did it. But also as somebody that's been in show business for 20 years, when you don't care about others, and you are sing- singularly focused. Yeah, those are the people that do do this. Of that, course, yeah. he would be a those psycho. Are the ones that make it. Yeah. <laughs> only psychos would do as much as he's done. That's the only way to get by. I've, I'm coming to terms with that as I get older too. It's like I see other, even just on YouTube. It's like the most successful YouTubers. I'm like, oh right, you're a psychopath. Like that's the only way you could possibly be this focused on this, on being this. Uh, <clears throat> needing this much attention, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I just, cause you look at what some people do for success, whatever it is. And you go, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll just, how about I do a third and I get a third of the success. I don't need to oh, be the best. I, would I don't love need to be the richest. Yeah. A third of the success. I could, I could retire on that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't need it the- all. Yeah. Who needs it all? Psychos. But you, you, like I've always said, like it's, it's, it's hard to become Beyonce. It's much harder to stay Beyonce. Right. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to do either. Like, can I just be like Maya from like the nineties? Like, can I have a couple of good hits? I'll take uh, who is one of the other, uh, uh, Khalees. That was that one of the other destiny's children that isn't Beyonce. I'd I'd take a Khalees, you know, she got got to be in a, a Freddie movie. Like that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's a, it's like not as hard as being Beyonce every day, <laughs> being Arnold every day. You can't even bang your maid and like. <laughs> yeah. To his he, credit, though, which is a weird thing to give someone credit for, but he took care of that family. Like that, that the child that she sired with him is like doing pretty well. Oh, that's good. 
He's Good like this you, bud. beautiful, like half Arnold, half Mexican kid, you know, that I mean, he <laughs> probably like, was like, I could, I could make a beautiful kid. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I could even take this like little tiny maid and just make the most be- giant, beautiful child. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, make sure he gets protein. Oh yeah, he did. He, I think he just surfs and just enjoys the beach every day. I think that's his life. Right. I do. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. That's good. Yeah. He didn't just uh he didn't do the Kennedy thing where they just like lobotomize him and hide him in a mental institution oh until they die. <laughs> Was Ugh. it the Kennedys? I think that's uh I, I or no, know it was, there, it was so Jackie. Many awful people from that generation that yeah. were just like not my problem and you're like, Jesus. I think it was Jackie's family. I think she had a sister that they she was like had some neurodivergence, so they just like lobotomized her and like put her in a hospital until oh, she died. Oh. oh, the world of celebrity is so dark. I don't yeah, let's let's go back to this fun movie. <laughs> it's You know what is interesting though? It's a pretty like there's first of all it's edited really well. Like I thought yeah. they did like a really good job. I know they had a high budget, but like it is like really well done for what they are capable of doing. But also like it's their humor is like a really funny, subtle humor. Like there's some humor that's like, this is stupid and that's why you're laughing. But yeah. the intentional humor is pretty great. I, yeah. I, the, Arnold gets a lot of flack for his one-liners, but the one-liners in this movie are top fucking shelf. Like, yeah. He's like, it's so dumb. It's the dumbest line in the world. But when he kills that guy at Sub-Zero and he's like, here's Sub-Zero, now plane zero. And it's like, mathematically i don't think that's worse but it's just such an awesome line (laughs) off the cuff like i murdered your champion and like this is how how i feel about it like there's like you would be mad if you were killian too even if you like logistically broke it down you're like wait sub-zero is lower than zero so if you're making it into a math problem like that doesn't work but it doesn't matter because you're so awesome at delivering these stupid lines Also, like, everything that Killian says is pretty funny. Like, they make him a pretty hilarious villain. He's got some great moments, for sure. Like, when he's just the behind-the-scenes stuff, when he's uh, dealing with his people. <laughs> um, did you see Megan? I haven't yet, no. I, it's really good. And um, uh, my buddy Ronnie Chang is in it, and he plays, and he's the nicest Love person Ronnie. in the world. Yeah. He plays an asshole in it. Oh, and shit. I have to say, there's something just, I, I really do love like a nice person that plays an asshole, but he is like the same kind of, he's like a Killian in a lot of ways. Like don't, whatever we have to do to launch this robot, we're doing it. But yeah. he has like an assistant that he abuses that he's like, get me a kombucha. Like, just you know what I mean? Like, I didn't ask for your opinion. And that's, I honestly was like watching this movie and I was like, oh, I, I think I do love like just a, a cartoonish villain where you're just like, yeah, I hope that guy dies. Yeah. Easy to hate. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. It's, and Killian was, I got to watch Megan. I love Ronnie Chang. It's, you know it's what? Really the problem good. Is? I, I, I don't do well at scary movies. I, yeah. um, I'm truly a baby and I went with my brother and my, my old roommate, Chris and my brother. No, I like, even like it couldn't be not scary. And I'd be like, I'll be in your armpit the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, literally have, I'm, holding his entire shirt sleeve in my hand. Um, and it, I knew, cause even my roommate, Chris was like, there, he was like, there's no way you're going to be able to watch this. I was like, I heard it's more like get out scary right. as opposed to like saw torture, whatever. Right. Right. So it was the right level, but I still can't do gory. Yeah. But I have to say it was, it was fun. It was really well done. 
I think the problem for me is that it was a theatrical only release. And apparently I just don't go to the theater anymore. I, after the lockdown, I just, I lost the muscle memory to want to go to the movies. Even though I love going to the movies, I like, especially with what we got now, we have like Alamo draft house. Like I love going and getting a drink and being able to order a burger while I'm watching a movie. But I just, the effort involved is just, I left my body. I just can't. It's like, I'll wait till it's on streaming. I can't do this shit. Today. I think it, to me, it depends on the movie. Like, yeah. like if it's something where I know it's going to be okay, then it's like, I can watch an okay movie by myself where I can pause it a lot and like yeah. watch it over the course of three days. Um, but like if, I think there's movies that you're like, I want to support this because I want this to be made again. Yeah. Like I saw everything everywhere all at once twice. Oh, because yeah. I was like, I want them to have all the movie. Like, I take full credit for all the awards. Because <laughs> I'm like, I put on pants twice. That's... I basically paid for your children's future. Yeah. So That's... if they don't thank me when I run into them, like if Michelle Kwan or whatever her name is. Yeah, Yao is. I Yao, Michelle like, Yao isn't like, thank you so name, much for coming yeah. twice. I'd be like, just so you know, I made you. I know you've been in this business 30 <laughs> years, but I really made an effort for your success. You told her... I saw an interview with her and people were before she got that role, people were like, you should stop trying to act. You're old. Like it's, Oh Jesus. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. Like watch yeah. me. Here's how hard I'm going to act. Yeah, dude. What motivation? Are you yeah. kidding me? I love it. He's like, if you're not Meryl Streep, then you're just like, I always see articles like that. Like, like clickbait headlines, like whatever happened to well, she got old. What do you think happened to her? It's a shitty story. It's the same shitty story every time. Like she either just, she said no to someone that like propositioned her or she just got old. Like that's. Yeah. And also like the roles, it's so funny. Like you're either 20 or you're 30 and you're get put some makeup on to make you look old. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, we got 60 year olds. Like just stop telling them they have to die. But <laughs> and they're like, but you you should you should just die because uh, I don't want to I don't want to bang you anymore. So like, yeah, we're, we're done. We, we don't need any mothers or grandmothers in the movies. Yeah, that uh, that it's, it's a stupid tangent, but I was I really liked the uh, the '90s Adams Family movies with uh, Angelica Houston and and um, Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. And in the second movie, they clearly had less of a budget. Like I already I look at like. Raul Julia's suit game in the first movie is like impeccable. Like every outfit he wears is like, holy shit, this is like top shelf dandy kind of stuff. And then the two, it's just like, they just put him in like Gomez Adams, Halloween costumes from, you know, from the Halloween, from Ricky's and Angelica Houston in the second one gets this lighting treatment. So if you, if you ever, I don't know if you, how you feel about this movies, but if you ever watch Adams family values again, Every single time Angelica Houston is on screen, her face is cast in shadow with a light streak across her eyes. So she's always like, I don't know if it's supposed to be mysterious, but I'm just like, oh, they're just, I think that the camp, the DP thinks she's too old. And so they're just like trying to shadow as much as her face as possible. Oh my God. Giving those beautiful eyes, like all the light. And it was just like, it. once you notice that it's so egregious that you're just like, I can't fuck, I can't watch this movie anymore. This is too much. I the only, what's the one with when Christina Ricci is at like summer camp? That's the second one. Yeah, yeah, I, that's the one I remember and remember yeah. just like loving. Oh, it's so like speaking of eight movies aging well, that one is the the the, the satire on like classism and racism is so good. Like the whole play at the end where all the uh, the other kids have to be Native Americans. <laughs> like yes. that's a like that's a bad thing. Like yeah. and it's painted that way in the movie. I, I fucking love that movie. 
Yeah, they did a. That I remember even being a kid being like, "This is well done." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at like who the natives were, and it was like all the children of color, any child that was like differently abled, it, and and then the Adams kids, like that was yeah, and then all the pilgrims were like the cute blonde, all the cute blonde children. Yeah. Did you watch the Wednesday show? I didn't yet. I, I really liked it. Is it good? The, the pilot is like a typical pilot where you're like, I don't know. You're like, it's not bad, but I'm not in it. And then yeah. second episode, you're just like, I love her and I want to be her when I grow up. Oh, okay. Because I, I haven't loved what Tim Burton has done the last 20 or so years. I so agree. Like, yeah. I agree with that. I think for this, it's... I liked it. I have to say, I, I, it's, it feels more old school Tim Burton. Okay, I like that because I With watched a mix like, of like, I guess Hogwartsness. Okay, yeah, like there's that sort of the school vibe, right? Like yes. So you have like a like a school, you know, sleepaway camp mi- slash you know, mystery thing happening. Mystery vibes. Yeah. Going back to Running Man, I'm going to try and circle this back. I'm going to expertly uh, Got this. pivot back onto it. Um, Maria Cachita Alonso did have like her sort of, not glow up, but she, you know, she was like, had, a, she was in a, she was put in a situation where she had to handle herself. And it's like, visually is always one of the funniest things. Cause it's like this murderous supervillain. Like all these hunters are like supervillains, right? They all have like gimmicks and they're all, unstoppable and and he's coming after her in the hallway it's like backstage and it cuts away and it cuts back and he's just it's just like he still has like the top half of his armor on but then he's like in his tidy whiteies (laughs) yeah i was just like did he not wear because they didn't i know they cut but i was like when did he take his pants off yeah at any moment where he was trying to negotiate those leather pants that he was wearing she could have just shot him yeah she had all the opportunities in the world (laughs) What I will say is they started to give her good lines. Like she started to have like quick like jabs when she started to build confidence. Cause she basically was like annoying yeah. most of the movie. And then while she started to get like stronger, her like Arnold one liners started to like. Get, yeah. She like, said something about his tiny dick, right? She gave him yeah. like a, a shot to the ego. Yeah. That's. um. She's like, I couldn't think of any worse than getting. A little dick bastard, you know. Yeah. I can't remember the exact line, but she she definitely owned it. And everybody maybe... knows, right before you die, you also your self esteem is shot. Oh yeah. And then he gets but... like uh, electrocuted with uh, yeah, which because it's just a big dumb costume. Yeah. I also like you're not at work right now. Take it off. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just now you're not a, a star of a show anymore. You're just a regular rapist now. So just yeah. you know. Tone it down a little bit. But, like, he's in the hallway. It's just, like, a guy that can't let go of his, like, character. He's just, yeah. like, I am Zorro. And you're, like, no, man. You're just wearing you're not, a mask. You're you're just a dude with, like, you're just a walking light bright. Like, that's all you are. <laughs> so, I think as far as, uh, like, clearly, based on everything you said, she, she, her as a character was not a strong female character. But as far as, like, an, an Arnold 80s action movie, I feel like she got maybe the most, before Sarah Connor, in Terminator 2. Yes. She 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 probably had the most like to do in, yeah. in an Arnold movie as far as a female character goes. These these roles are usually like uh 
the other podcast I was talking about, we there's like a a running joke that in every single Van Damme movie, the female character is a sassy female reporter, and that's all she is. Like that's <laughs> the only thing women are allowed to do in Van Damme movies. Yeah. And so by comparison, like women in Arnold movie, they, I guess they kind of have the same journey. They start off kind of shrill and annoying, and then they kind of find their mojo. They take a little bit of that. They borrow some from Arnold, you know, and they kind of become badass themselves. He's um, like, you're going to have to really like get it together if we're going to yeah. make out at the end of this. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be anybody's, I want someone who's can take care of themselves before I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to throw down the anybody. D. Yeah. I don't just dick down any old, you know, damn's <laughs> one distress. <laughs> Cause he had, uh, there's another fantastic movie from the eighties called commando. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. I've heard of it. I don't know if I saw it. It's, um, it's just 90 minutes of Arnold killing people. It's fantastic. It's, uh, it's peak Arnold Schwarzenegger in the eighties and Ray Don Chong, Tommy Chong's daughter is in it. And she starts off. She has that same kind of journey where she's like, he kidnaps her and then she's shrill and annoying about it. And then she's like, gets Stockholm syndrome and eventually is working with him. (laughs) And, uh, and then she has her own skills. She can like fly a plane and, you know, so it's, but yeah, I'm, I'm picking up a pattern now. Arnold's Arnold's female co-stars all have to deal with this like threat of Arnold, but then they realize that through him not being violent or sexually aggressive, he's actually the good guy. <laughs> and then yeah, and also like just being around him makes them better. Yeah, that's a <laughs> which I guess again for the '80s, there's a lot. It could have been worse for for the ladies. Oh yeah, well he they could have just. Instead of a typical typical damsel in distress where, like, you know, you're helpless and somebody rescues you and everything is... The, at some point, they half-rescue themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I guess... That's kind of badass, you know, that Arnold was like... Because I'm thinking about the Terminator now. And yeah, again, Sarah Connor was started out kind of helpless, a little shrill, defenseless. The, man, the, the garbage man from the future had to rescue her from Arnold. But then by the end, she's like, she's the one that survived. She like crushed the, the machine that was trying to kill everybody. And and then by two, she was like, this was the first like, I'd say Hollywood level, like like big budget blockbuster level, just like badass female character. She's like pumping shotguns with one hand, you know, and like that that's like a classic move. And I guess like. I think what we've learned here is that when you empower women, they go too far. They go too far. This gotta, is the problem yeah. with feminism. That's yeah. what Arnold's trying to say. Like, I'll bring you up, but remember. You're still under you're still beneath me. You yeah, know, don't but, shoot us. <laughs> yeah. You don't you're never gonna be bigger than Arnold. <laughs> Big boy. This movie uh, also ends on a on a high note with a fantastic fucking song. No more love Oh, what a great song! I don't know if you you stayed for the credits when the I don't know if I remember. So I just remember the com- the whoever did the the music for the movie, like the 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 soundtrack the, the or sound, whatever. The, yeah, it's just like ee ee ee, like it's like this weird like <laughs> it's like half kind of spooky, half just like somebody hitting like a tambourine too many times. It's yeah, it's a disturbing soundtrack. It's got that synth vibe that yes. um, that's that's 
very distinctive. It's almost kind of gross. Like I always feel a little grimy when I watch that movie and I hear the music because I just kind of then visualize the grime of the world. There's like that scene where they uncover the truth about like the previous winners. So they're just like these rotting corpses in the locker room and like, which is that, pretty crazy to think about that. They're like, they didn't even hide them. They just kind of <laughs> shot them and they'd be like, yes, yeah. someone else like, the yeah, rats. they just dumped them in a locker room. And it's like, I guess that sort of speaks to the zones, you know, like you were talking about what are these areas? And I guess it's just the parts outside of the high society are so bad. It's just like a no man's land. You could just kind of just dump a body there and it doesn't matter. No one's going to go look for it. These are game zones. Like no one's allowed in there. And if you decide to go there, you're probably just going to be part, become part of the game show. And it's this idea that like, if you die, someone's just like, yeah, why would we pay for cleanup? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not even as valuable as garbage. <laughs> like you'll still pay somebody to come and take the garbage. You know, that's it just, I don't know. It, it didn't make sense to me either. That's another kind of plot hole, I guess. And the, they're like pitching these guys as they, they won. Um, and it's like, why would they even do that? I guess it's just to create the illusion that the show is kind of fair, that they're not just like executing these people with no chance, but it just seemed weird to me that they even bothered to lie about these guys winning and getting these fabulous vacations. Yeah. Also, I guess what's confusing is if they won, what does that mean? Because Ben Richards is winning, but he's murdering them and they seem very shocked. Yeah. So are they just escaping a zone and then they're, they're in a new zone. And if you get to the final zone, you just win. Right. Yeah. But they, yeah. they make it seem like him murdering the other people is not it was, what usually it was not cool. Right. That was like totally, totally against the rules. <laughs> like he was, but these was, other winners, uncouth. did they just like run faster? Like, I guess so. Yeah. They just made it. They survived. I think about it because there's a scene in that in the movie where he's handing out like uh, door prizes to the people that picked uh, from the audience, you know, they yeah. picked the, the hunters and they're, they all at some point received the running man home game. And yeah. I always like find myself trying to figure out what that looks like. Is it like yeah, a board yeah. game or does it like got accessories in it, like a chainsaw and like whoever's yeah. hit has to like run away it, from it or like, it is a light bright that says, just, kill. <laughs> survive that's all it says on there I, there's a one more little cute detail uh in this movie and did you ever play like uh baseball or t-ball or anything growing up i know you did gymnastics but i don't know if you, you yeah, dabbled in any other sports did you remember the helmets you had to wear did you guys wear yeah. those yeah so all the security force in this movie wear those <laughs> so when they when they show up at the end and they have this big shootout there's just these grown men running around and like little league helmets and I, yeah. I, can't, I can't not see it. It's just like all, but all the, all the hat attire was an interest. They made it seem like somebody gave them like a basket of hats and it seems like an <laughs> improv game. They're like, everybody yeah. take a hat and then decide who your character is. I love it. They're like, I'm homeless uh, resistance guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then one guy's just like, well, we have 40 like baseball helmets. So they'll be like, you're the military. You're the military <laughs> now. That's what they wear. <laughs> Badass little T-ball military. I have to say it's, I've seen it. I think I've now watched this three times. It's always enjoyable. Oh yeah. Like, and I think that's something to say about like, you want good world building. You want to know that this 
fantasy world has some kind of rules. Mm-hmm. But even with the plot holes, you're like, this is fun. It's fun. Yeah. You get it gets away with it. It it does everything just right enough to be like the perfect movie for what it is, for what it's trying yeah. to be. Yeah. I don't think it meant to say more than it actually like it, it because of time, because of where we're at now with like uh heavily skewed news sources and like deep fakes and just uh, like and the 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 rise of like celebrity worship. I feel like the show the movie ended up saying more than it meant to. Yes. I don't think when they made it, they were like, we're going to be this predictive, relevant, you know. I mean, they couldn't even predict what computers would look like. So there's no way they predicted <laughs> socially how right. we would react. That's what but, makes it beautiful, though. They just, they just It's almost cute how, like, how they, were, they accidentally landed on the correct <laughs> commentary so, to talk about. Yeah, the but they're like travel passes. We got it. Yeah, they're like, so that's just like. You, you mean to tell me my Metro card is more technically logically advanced than their, like... <laughs> their Although, with the COVID vaccine card, which oh. everybody was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, could this Weird. be more um, not... Uh, it was very analog. Uh, that's the... <laughs> that's the not the, only the that, like, word. it didn't fit into a wallet. It You couldn't laminate it or anything. It, yeah. If you lost it, like, they put the wrong name on mine. And I ended up just writing my full name because I went to travel with it and they were almost yeah. not going to let me travel. And I was like, dude, it says Liz. I'm just going to write Elizabeth around it and yeah. hope that I don't get arrested because everything, you know, they're like, it has to say the same thing as your passport. There's a great Nate Bergazzi joke where he, um, he goes to fly and his full name is Nathan mm-hmm. and somebody put Nathaniel and they're like, well, this, this doesn't match. And he's like, yeah, but you can see how they got there. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like this isn't, they didn't say Bob, like, like, so it was the same kind of thing. And they, because my birthday match, they let me fly, but I was worried as, cause I was going to Europe as I was going country to country, it was going to be a problem. This was a year Mm -hmm. and a half ago. So I just literally wrote Elizabeth around it, like trying to match this woman's handwriting. But then I went, cause they, you had to go to, I had to call New York state and then they had to do the set. And so they did it, but then you can't get another card. They can just like digitally do it. It was like, it was like a whole mess. And I was able to finally like change it to Elizabeth, but I still just don't have the proper paperwork. Luckily this, it doesn't really matter, but it doesn't matter now. But yeah, when it, they fucked mine up so bad in three different ways. Like it, it, when I, when it happened, I was start. I was all I could think of was like, Oh, now I get how like mass immigration and, where you could just lose entire families. Like, yeah, this is, I, we, I went to a school, so it was early. You couldn't just go to a clinic and get it. Yeah. I was, I went to go get it. Like when it was, uh, you had to go to like spe- special locations. And I went to a yeah. school that was in like deep Brooklyn. It took us an hour to get there by car. And I live in Brooklyn. So it was yeah. like, it was far. We got to this high school and it was like, lines outside we were all lined up outside like i was like are we all gonna get shot like this is fucking creepy so we all had to line up outside and then somebody would walk through with a ipad and like get our information and they were clearly under so much pressure and so rushed that like i don't think they got a single thing right that day so then i went back to get my second one and they're like this doesn't match your id i'm like i fucking got it here like you did this, that. This is the, you did this. Yeah. It's like, so they tried to fix it, but then when they fixed it, they got my birthday wrong. So they no. spelled my name wrong the first time. Then they rechanged it, but then they re- entered my birthday wrong the second time. So then people just couldn't find me in the system until I started being like, check this birthday. And they're like, oh, there you are. 
Yeah. And then I went to. You're, you're literally like 10 years younger. You're like, keep the birthday. I like yeah, that. Keep the bir- I, I'm liking the, what you did with the birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I then I went to go get my booster. So that would have been my third shot, right? I went to the clinic. Now it's like you could just go to, you know, the CVS. The CVS. Yeah. I went to the my guy. You know, I got a, I got an apothecary. I, you know, I got a guy. Nice. <laughs> he knows everything about me. Um, and he goes, whoa, this can't be right. He like looked up at my thing. He's like, I was like, cause I was like, can you change my birthday? Like, do you have access to that shit? And can you fix my card? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, it says you've got five shots. I was like, bro, what? trust me. I do not have, I hate getting these shots. They ruin my fucking week. I do not have five shots. I promise you. He's like, cause if you get too many, it's going to be a problem. Like I'm telling you, Danny, I don't have five shots yeah, in my yeah. body. I'm not this addicted to the vaccine. I'm, I didn't go the opposite <laughs> route where I, I was probably, just like, I'm not anti-vax. I'm going to be a superior. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be all vax. Zachy, all vax. You're like, look at these triceps. They, Dude, they have muscle and vaccine. It's, it's mostly, va- it's my lymph node. When I got that booster shot, my armpit swelled up. Did, did you ever get that? I got no. like the, the balloon. It was like a water balloon in my armpit. Uh, you know, obviously when I was washing my armpit, I felt that my first thought was, you know, cancer, like anybody yeah. else would think like instant cancer. Yeah, of like, course. Oh no. This and that's is what you common. get for getting five shots. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no one knew how far to go where the limit was until five <laughs> shots came, came along. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a disaster. So yeah, that I, 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 now I, we're in the year 2023 and it's our technology still isn't as good as yeah. the travel pass from running exactly. man's 2019. So I, I'm making fun of this travel pass. And then I really did remember my COVID card issues yeah. while flying. And I was like, lady. Yeah. And it was funny. I was like in an airport being like, Liz is a part of Elizabeth. I'm just writing this. Like I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna have a problem in every country I go to because some <laughs> woman didn't think anything of this. Yeah, because she, because she, she couldn't be bothered. <laughs> she had yeah. enough. Her, her day was over. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I um, I do, I do think though that movies need to be a little more careful going forward with the, like the future date they set. I. I'm of the opinion that you should make it an impossible date that nobody that sees this movie will make it in their lifetime. Oh yeah. 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 Like, you gotta like go your like grandkids won't be around. Yeah, exactly. You gotta go, you gotta start at 3000 and then just move. And even that is like, that's a thousand years away. Right. So I think you're safe with that. Like, oh, we'll all be dead because yeah. of global warming. We're not gonna, we're not gonna make it out. So would you say like, even if we went 2100, we'd still be, we'd all be dead by then. That's like yeah, totally. 80, you know, like, like 70 some years away, 77 years away or whatever. They're going to um, find a VHS tape and be like, this is pretty good technology. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, we should try this, guys. Yeah. It's like, dude, I have a VHS player at home. It's like, are you the king of this world? Yeah. yeah. Like, They're VHS like, yeah, I, I literally traded my firstborn for this VHS player. <laughs> so I could watch Running Man and learn <laughs> about the future. Amazing. Well, I think, yeah, I guess we could probably wrap it up. I've, I've kept you for an hour and it's, I'm super. I'm ready uh, to talk about Ar- all the Arnold movies. Oh, we can do, we could just do an Arnold say, we come on like a series. and come back and do a series. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think you should watch commando. I think whatever happens here, you should watch commando. It's I like, think, I think if I'm being really honest, my next moment would be kindergarten cop. Oh, you got to do a palate cleanser a little bit. Like, yeah, because yeah. I mean, that was the ultimate, like just, he's an adorable, look at this adorable man who this, also yeah. murders. Yeah. He's huge and he's cuddly. Like he's, he's, you can't be scared of him because he's a yeah. big teddy bear. 
All right. So I think we could wrap it up there. And if you're good, unless you had any more running man uh, observations. No, I got nothing. Okay. So you're just gonna have to watch commando, watch kindergarten cop, then watch commando. And then I'll come back and then watch pumping iron. That's going to be, yeah, a journey. that's true. That's- yeah. I when you're in a do- together. when you're I in a documentary so do. mood, yeah, throw that bad boy on and just be in awe of the relentless cruelty of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to take notes. I need to be it's, successful. It's amusing. It's like it's like it's not. It's never not entertaining. It's not just like I can't watch this. He's so mean. It's like fucking hilarious how mean he is to everybody and like how he just gaslights everyone and like throws them under the bus. And like it's just it's amazing. I'm in. All right. Well, Liz, thank you so much. Before we go, is there, uh, you want to direct people to, to your work and where they can find yeah. more? Yeah. Um, I have three free specials on YouTube. So youtube.com slash Liz Mealy. That's M I E L E. Um, I have a book out called why cats are assholes. So, <laughs> you know, that's important. Everybody, every need, everybody needs to know why they're both cute and an asshole. Um, and then I'm on tour. So all my tour dates are on my website at lizmealy.com. Hell yeah. I think I'm in one of those specials too. I went to one. Yeah. You're in the the, the newest one, The Ghost of Academic Future. Thank you for coming. It was good shit. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Liz. Well, it was a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you at the gym, I guess. Yeah. I'll see you this week. <laughs>